Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. This is Jim Reamer. We're doing our 3A podcast, our 3A preview for the upcoming season. Joined by Kyler Staley, Dominic Neely. Guys, how are you doing? Good. No complaints. It's cold out. It is cold out. So one complaint. (laughs) Yeah, I lied. (laughs) That's a complaint. (laughs) Dominic, are you getting a lot of snow up there? Uh, it's, it's snowing as I, yeah, right now outside it is snowing, but there's probably less than an inch on the ground. So, okay. Cause I, I'd seen some posts on some tweets that, that the weather was kind of getting nasty up there. I don't know if maybe that's even North of you or what, but uh, it probably is. It gets a little bit nastier up by where Zach's at. Yeah. It was that channel 46 Twitter account. Yeah. That does a good job of cover. So how, how far South of South Bend are you? Um, to South Bend, it's about an hour and 45 minutes. Holy cow. Where the heck are you? Are you in Fort Wayne? Yeah, Fort Wayne. Yep. Oh, okay. There you go. Yep. That explains that. All right. Well, that answers that question. Yep. All right. Never mind then. Uh, we were going to do the 3A preview. We we're going to each, we each have our own top 10. I think we probably also have some other teams attached at the end there that, that we'll probably touch on along the way, but I'm sure there's going to be a, a decent amount of overlap, just like there was for our, what do we, oh, top 10 prospects that we recorded last week. We're recording this Wednesday evening, by the way. We probably will not publish this until Monday morning, mid-morning. Um, we're going to dump the 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A kind of all in the same day. But uh, we're recording them here in different segments, so. We'll get started right now. Kyler, who's uh, we're, we're going to go backward 10 to 1. Uh, and like I said, I'm sure we're going to have some overlap. But who did Kyler, who did you have at your at your 10 spot? So at my 10 spot, I have Bishop Chittard. Um, I'm going to go that they lost a lot of production from last year. They had a, you know, a really great run at the start of the season. I think winning what, like the first 10 games in a row or something like that. Then kind of was a little up and down, you know, the rest of the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Lost the Guren Catholic, um, and uh, I believe it was the sectionals. I, I, I can't off the top of my head, but you know, I, I really like this group. I like what they have coming back. Those twenty twenty three class with uh, Drew Knapp and Sam Lewis. I really like those players. Um, you know, they also have Colin Guy, um, Cash Moore, and Robert Stewart. You know, the younger guys that I think are going to you know provide a little bit more production this year. And I'm really high on Ethan Roseman, the younger brother of AJ Roseman, the and the coach's son. Um, really high on him. So, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's my number 10 and I I think they're going to be, you know, a tough team, you know, throughout the year. I I had them on the out kind of our next list, uh, just because of the guys they lost and, and, and it's, it's tough in Indy relying on freshmen. Yeah. Uh, You know, and, and it's, we obviously got a good look of Ethan in the, in the fall league and then he did well there, That, that group he played with played up. Um, you know, played up a couple age groups and did and did pretty well. Uh, you know, that's a 
that was a good group of kids that they had. And, and uh, that's, I think for the most part, that's their AAU team outside of maybe, uh, I don't know what Hazlitt's doing, but, but that's, you know, it's a different conversation for another day, I guess. Um, uh, Dominique, who did you have at 10, your 10 spot? I went with South Bend, Washington. Um, okay. That number 10, bringing back Marcus Northern, their leading scorer from last year. Uh, obviously bringing in Stephen Reynolds, the third, uh, you know, one of the top freshmen in the state or the, you know, top freshman in the state by many people. Um, and then they got a transfer Elkhart from Elkhart um, that averaged 11 a game uh, last year. His name is Eric uh, Nocentelli. Um, so I just, I kind of like, I watched them last year against Penn. They, against Penn, they kind of pressured Burton and kind of kept the ball from him at, at times. Mm -hmm didn't let him bring it up the court and pressured the other guards and they were actually leading most of the game. And then I think Penn got him at the end there. And then I, I know they, they beat Northwood really, uh, really handily last year. I'm not sure if there's any injuries or sickness or anything going on there, but they, they, they beat Northwood pretty good last year. So like South and Washington coming to this season, I got him at number 10. Yeah, that was a group. Um, yeah, I, I like what Reynolds is going to do to that group, and 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 Northern's a nice player too. The 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 transfer that's a good piece of info there. Didn't didn't know much about that, and obviously most of the transfer information we got down here are just Central Indiana guys, uh, plus or minus a few big names that changed schools. My my tenth was Oak Hill, team that I'd seen a decent amount last year for some obvious reasons. I mean, Lana Beagle was a kid that played for me during the summer and. The last two summers and you know they they played a game last year with Norwell and you're, you know and I I'm going to be talking about Norwell later in the in the podcast if if you if, you know I don't know where you guys have him on your list if you do or you don't but I do both those teams didn't have a single season senior basically as a as a top contributor and Oak Hill re returns pretty much I'm gonna say 100% of their scoring 100% of all their their uh, statistical Numbers, Lena Beagles, their, their top player. He's committed to Huntington. Uh, he's a tremendous, tremendous scorer, tremendous shooter. Caleb Crawl is more of a slasher for them as their second leading scorer. Matthew Strange is their, their point guard and their floor general. And then they they got a, a, a big pick-me-up midseason last year when Ty Fagan, a 6'7 sophomore who's now a junior, really started to step up. And I think there was an injury that forced him into the varsity lineup, and he did well. And, you know, he understood see ball, get ball, which is kind of a big deal uh, his, for a kid that's developing skill. And I think he's going to be a more consistent impact this year. And, um, you know, I think he, he could be a difference because there's not there's not a ton of size. Uh, I'm looking at my list of top 10, the top 10 teams. There's not a ton of size out there. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a factor and those inches might matter. And they've, they've got enough athleticism at the 3A level to compete. And um, it, 3A is kind of a weird, weird deal this year. It's um, We're going to kind of maybe touch on that a couple times as we move up the list. But Dominic, who'd you have at number nine? Number nine, I went with uh, defending state champs, Beach Grove. Obviously, they lost their coach, unfortunate situation. Uh, they lost – uh, Anthony Ball to transfer their top player, but they did return. Um, well, they would have been their top six players, but obviously Anthony Ball left. So five out of their six return. And uh, just, 
like I said, they just won the state title. They created a lot of pressure on the court. Uh, a lot of guys coming back. So uh, I like them at number nine. Yeah, I, I worry. I, I worry about what they do offensively. And, and I worry about um, ball was such a big, big component on what they did. Um, it, it, they do have some talent. I mean, Jeremiah Alexander is a heck of a player. And they've, they've got a lot of quickness, and they, they definitely are going to be able to pressure people. I, I think the loss of Renfro, I mean, I didn't have them. I, look, look, they're defending champs. So you, they, they are the defending champs until they, they get knocked off, right? They're going to be the defending champs until March. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, Jeremiah Alexander's going to have to step up. But, yeah, ball, I mean, we're <laughs> – the, the ball situation, have you kind of followed that a little bit? Yeah, it's been a couple. I think he's transferred a couple of different times here. Yeah, and, and allegedly was looking to go back to Beach Grove. But, but right now, I think as it is, he's at Decatur Central. But right. yeah, he started the summer at Attics. And then next thing you know, he's at Beach Grove. And, and I don't it's Really? I didn't know that he was – there were talks about him going back to Beach Grove. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how legitimate that was. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the time it came out, it would have been too late. You get yeah. 15 days and you're, you get basically three school weeks to basically go back to where you came from. That That's the IHSA rule. That's not like an academic rule. He could go Beach Grove tomorrow if he wanted to. State of Indiana wouldn't care. Uh, you know, especially being, you know, public school is just a go. I mean, assuming Beach Grove has open enrollment, um, but yeah, the IHSA, you, you get three weeks into your school season to return to your original school. So he would have been able to go back to Beach Grove. But um, my um, my number nine was Mishawaka Marion. You know, they 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 did lose. Obviously, they they lose Cleo Cacalia. They lose um, Richard um, um, Brooks. Brooks, good Lord, I want to say Burton. That's a famous actor. <laughs> that's where my brain goes. That's where my brain, that's where my 52-year-old brain goes south. They, they do return three starters, uh, you know, and, and you know, Deaglin Sullivan, one of their best scorers, their second leading score from last year. This, this He'll be a four-year starter for them. Uh, Darion Thornton is a uh, is a talented forward who I think should, should I mean, he's definitely going to step into a bigger role, right? Bigger opportunity, Dominique. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and Zion Rhodes was a kid that I didn't know much about coming into last year, and he he was started for them as a sophomore, and I, I watched him against Westfield, and he was he was awfully good. He was a versatile defender for them and a guy that I think can score. And, I, I you know, obviously they ran a lot of their stuff. I mean, Deaglin's going to get his. You know, Deaglin got his last year, uh, and a lot of what they did was basically through Brooks and Cacalia. So there's going to be an opportunity for those guys to step up and Thornton's been a kid that I've liked. Deaglin's little brother Paxson uh, did see some minutes last year as a freshman and will definitely would assume he would see a bigger role this year. Um, And I would look to see what, if there's any sort of uh, contribution or contribution, wow, um, from Grant Mishler. Have you seen, do you know much about that kid? I don't. I I haven't seen a whole lot of him. He was active in their JV game last year against Westfield. And I just wonder, 
a lot like the Fagan kid at Oak Hill. If he can't provide some minutes and and give them some length at a at a position that you know they don't have much of. How how do they compare to Washington to do you to you, Dominique? Um, yeah, I think I got Mishawaka Marion next. So right, okay. Right so there. you so you had him ahead of Washington. So I'm not okay. All right. Yeah, I had him ahead of South Mount Washington. Yep, and you're and, and also Jackson Price. That he's going to be a big, uh, okay. he big time shooter for Mishawaka. I mean, he was their sixth man last year. I think he he might have hit their only two threes in the whole state finals game potentially. Um, but yeah, he's, he'll start for him. I know he's getting, I think he has an offer from Wabash, uh, some D threes and things like that, but he can really, he can really shoot it. So you're going to know more about them, more about their, their friend, their, you know, their secondary players than what I'm going to go into, but, um, Kyler, had you, had you seen either one of those two Northern Indiana teams we've named so far? I saw Mishawaka Marion. Obviously, last year at the state finals. Um, yeah. What was the other one? I'm I'm blanking. Who, who did we just? Else did we talk South about? South in Washington. Uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of them, but obviously, I've watched Marcus Northern for the past three years. I mean, playing on you know, uh, what was it, Indiana game, and then also team yep. uh, Glenn Robinson and stuff. So I've seen him a lot, and I love his game. Um, and I saw he showed a lot of improvement over the summer. But yeah, I, I expect a big, big year from him, especially with that freshman as well. So. Yeah, Stevens. I mean, he's going to be a nice player. But who would you have ninth, Kyler? So I had uh, I had Scottsburg. Um, I thought last last year they saw major improvement. Um, you know, going from six six and eighteen to sixteen and nine, and uh, Eric Richardson's second year as the head coach. Uh, they're going to be led by a great trio of sophomores. I feel uh, with Wyatt Zellers, Jack Miller, and uh, uh, Cody Clancy. I believe is his last name. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a, a very tough, gritty road to get out of sectional 30, but I like Scottsworth to get it done. Um, obviously, they lost, uh, you know, a few key players from last year, but I still think they have a really solid group coming back. I think those dudes are juniors, right? Juniors, yes, they are, 2024. My bad. I'm still in the mindset of uh, 2024 well, the, sophomores. <laughs> well, the two guys that transferred were both sophomores. I mean, they yeah. are going to be sophomores, so – um, yeah, it was. It's funny, you know. It's Scottsburg last year. I, I I still don't know why. I really don't know why Kobe Hall uh, transferred. There's no reason for it. I mean, I look. Each of these families have pers- their own personal decisions, right? I mean, I, I guess they can't argue that. But um, I mean, Scott. If they would have stayed at Scottsburg, they would have been pretty damn good. I mean, they would have been one of they. In my mind, they would have been a, a top six or seven. 318. I mean, you still like them without those guys. Yeah. I don't like them. I don't like them as much, but Zellers was good in the fall league. And, and I think a lot of Coach Miller's son, uh, his Jack Miller's dad is the head coach at Hanover, the longtime head coach at Hanover. Um, you know, and, and I mean, that makes him sound like he's old, but he's, he's pretty young. He's probably been coaching. I think he's been coaching. I think he's been coaching at Scottsburg since he was probably in his early 20s or maybe mid 20s. Um, but they, they've got a good group and they've had, they had some lean years there and they've had some bad years there. And, but this group was really promising. And, and it was funny. They got the benefit of Miller transferring in last year from Madison. And, and uh, I think Madison, either that or Southwestern Hanover, I can't remember which one he was at, but 
but Miller was a, a great addition for them. And, and I watched him a couple times during the school year. And, and primarily look, looking at their, you know, was there for their opponent, but knew that it would be a good game. And really liked, uh, really liked that group. And then was disappointed to see those two kids transfer over to, um, transfer over to Brownstown. But um, the, you probably have you you've probably not seen Scottsburg play, have you, Dominique? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Okay, and make sure you guys know you both feel comfortable to chime in. I, this isn't just passing teams off to, you know, one or two of us just commenting. So if you've definitely got some insight on either on any of these teams, uh, you know, go ahead and, and chime in without, you don't even have, you know, we don't have a formal, you don't have to raise your hand or do anything weird <laughs> like that, how we can interrupt each other, we can argue, um, think each other's full of crap, that's fine. Uh, my eighth, we're on eight, right? Yep. Yes. Culver Academy. You know, Culver, Culver is always an interesting, interesting situation. They very rarely have a lot of depth. They basically have to recruit, um, for lack of a better word, the, the the back half of their roster every season. It seems like, and you know, they they get a they get a it's a different you know it's a boarding school, so they you know they don't get the benefit of having a feeder system. They don't have the benefit of having an extended summer period. So, you know, they only really get those guys, you know, in June. There's not like not like a lot of those dudes are hanging around all summer. But, you know, Cooper Farrell is a kid that just signed recently to Bentley, a Division II school. He's been a, a four-year varsity player for them and, a, and definitely a three-year starter. Um, Fulabomi Fuyimi. Fuyimi, am I pronouncing that last name right? Don't even ask um, me. <laughs> BME, yeah, we call him Fola, basically. Um, tremendous motor, undersized power forward. If you're looking at it from a, co a college perspective, um, but it but it works at the high school level, and he plays his ass off. And, and Thomas Collins is an is an excellent shooter, you know. And and where it goes from there depends. I mean, they may have they may have two or three guys that have come in from overseas that we don't know about yet. <laughs> uh, that that was the core of their group this summer, and you know they always seem to get it done. Mark Galloway does an outstanding job of of managing possessions. He does an outstanding job of teaching defense. Uh, he's he's been that way since Carmel. I will always credit him for bringing toughness to Carmel uh, after a stretch where they were just amazingly soft. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, and I don't know if that was because he ran into a great group of kids or, or if it was because of something he instilled in, in, in those guys at the time. But the bottom line is, is that he, he, he kind of turned things around for Carmel on the toughness scale. And it, and it was it carried over into what has been the success there for a long time. So, um, you know, I think a lot of the stuff that Galloway brings to the table as a coach and it, and it continues to show at Culver. And, and I'm kind of surprised he's still coaching at Culver. You thought, you thought he would have left after Trey left? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and not not quit coaching, but try to get – I mean, there have been some rumors about him applying for certain jobs that are closer to Indianapolis and, and, and south of Indianapolis, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's a beautiful lifestyle up there. I mean, he and I have had this discussion. 
it's a beautiful lifestyle where he's at. They, they take care of him. It's, it's, it's a great area to live in. If you can afford it, which, you know, it's, it's on a lake. It's, you know, you're, you're hanging out with, there's a lot of money rolling around there. So it's an outstanding lifestyle. Um, it's like its own little paradise up there from a, from a community standpoint, but it, it's tough to get guys in there and it's tough to get kids there from a basketball perspective. Um, you know, I, I'm sure it's exhausting trying to figure out who you're going to have from year to year. And, you know, it's not like when he was at Carmel, he just so he had three middle schools pumping kids in. But, um, yeah, those three guys are going to be key, the main contributors for them. And, and unless they have somebody else, uh, I'm sure they'll still figure out a way to be relevant at the 3A level. Dominic, who was your eighth? Yeah, Dominic, who was your eighth? That was where I had Mishawaka Marion. Okay. Which we talked about. So. And who was the fourth? Who was the shooter you, you'd mentioned? Jackson Price. Price, okay. Yep, he was their sixth man last year, yep. He played. Uh, he played with Five Star, the AAU program. With Deaglin. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if Deaglin was on that team or not. I saw him play. Um, I know that kid that transferred from Elkhart was on there. Uh, Nosot- Eric Nosatelli, the transfer to Southland Washington. Was I thought that was Deaglin's dad's program. Could, I could have been. He might not have been there the game, or he might have been there. I can't. I'm not. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I can't remember. But I know that the kid from West Noble was on there. Um, what's it? I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Kripe, Austin Kripe. Oh, Austin, yeah. He was on that team as well. Um, but yeah, Jackson Price is a really, really good shooter. Kyler, who's your eighth? So I, uh, I had Oak Hill. Uh, so okay. I just one spot above you. So pretty much exactly what you talked about earlier. Um, Really with me, and this goes with a lot of teams on my list, you know, at all classes, I, I kind of look and see how they're going to do it sectional. Um, I just don't see a right. whole lot of challenge for them uh, to come out of sectional 23. So, um, and I really like him. I, I really like Landon, Landon's game. Um, I think he's going to carry them. He could be one of the top scorers uh, in the state, you know, a little underrated in that end. But, uh, yeah, pretty much all you said about Oak Hill, I agree with. And I see them, uh, you know, easily coming out of sectional 23. I think he's going to be one of the top scorers in the state. Yeah. Really has a good chance to. I mean, he's one of the best shooters I've ever coached. Oh, I don't know. I would, a uh, lot. <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to review your sectional 23 prediction. Who am I overlooking? Well, Norwell, for one. Norwell. Uh, I, don't, I don't even have Norwell on my list. <laughs> Maconaqua. Well, Norwell's a team Oak Hill can't seem to beat. I guess I need to look at history. History got played well, better. and I guess see, I've been to those games. So they lost to him last year by twelve. They lost in the regular season. They lost him in the sectional by one. The year before, they did beat him during the regular season, and then they got beat by Mississippi in the sectional. Um, let's see what happens during the, the year before. They they didn't play him before that. Okay, so they're not a conference team, but they are a sectional team now. So, yeah, Norwell. I, I was just. It's funny how fast-paced that game started last year. They ended up being a forty-seven to thirty-five. I, the game came to a grinding halt after the first quarter. Um, Defense with the clamps. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a weird game. It was. It was a weird game. Um, yeah, you may want to review 
you might want to review the the uh, the ease of which you think they I mean they they'll still probably be I mean it'll be a, those three teams will still be good and, and oh, yeah. I mean, those three teams will compete and it's not like it's um, not like Oak Hill won't have a really good shot at winning it. I don't have McConaughey on my top ten, but I've got him listed. We've talked a lot about Josiah Ball and Bauer Maple from the Fall League, um, but they've also got another incoming senior, Trace Armstrong. So McConaughey will be good there in Section Twenty Three with those guys. Um, but um, yeah, Norwell. Well, I mean, they're on my list coming up, so we'll, we'll get to them in a minute. So, hey Jim, question um, for you. Yeah, Landon Beagle, oh, a better shooter than Sean McDermott. Um. At a comparable age, if they were playing horse, I would probably give the edge to Beagle. Okay. But they weren't. They don't play horse on the court, so. <laughs> um, Sean could do more off the ba- off the bounce. Sean could get into his shot a little bit better. Um, Landon really worked on his ability to drive closeouts. Um, but if he's and he's got he does have a good mid range game. Beagle does. Uh, but Sean's just a better – I mean, he's just a different player right. uh, all, all around, more versatile. And that's the difference. I mean, Beagle's, you know, he's going to Huntington and Sean went to Butler. I mean, there's there's a difference between those two guys. And But now, you know, again, we play teams that don't scout. We play teams that don't scheme, bringing Landon off of double screens and floppy action on the baseline. And, you know, he's filling in behind ball screens or lifting in behind ball screens, whatever your terminology is. Uh, and, and we, we usually bring him off the bench because he misses just enough because of track that we just kind of never, I mean, it was at the beginning, we just never really started him. And then it just became to the point where he would come in firing. And and we'd sometimes we'd play him at the small, we'd play him small at the four and he would just hit trail threes. And before you know it, he's got three threes and the other team's reeling. <laughs> they don't know what, and they don't know what to do. So, um, changed a lot of games for us for, for th- you know for two summers. And I mean, it's it's definitely a good question. I think from a pure shooting perspective, if you line them up in a gym and nobody's guarding him, they would look an awful lot alike. But but you start throwing defenders at him, and Sean can just do more. And 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 Sean is a better athlete um, than Landon. Landon's not a bad athlete. I mean, he's a state qualifier in the in the four by eight hundred, so you know that's something. Right. But um, Sean's just springier. Sean was a kid that when he went to Butler, um, you know, Kellen Dunham also went there from Pendleton. Kellen had the better high school career, certainly the more sustained high school career. Um, but thought right thought right from the beginning that Sean had a better chance of making it had a higher ceiling possibly right. making it to the NBA because he was more athletic and can do more off the dribble than what Kellen did coming out of Pendleton um, Kellen was a, was a, a more of an immediate impact than what Sean was even not discounting Sean's fr- uh, redshirt year you know even Sean's first year playing Kellen as a true freshman was more productive than than Sean as a as a redshirt freshman, uh, but but Sean was also able to play the four. <laughs> Didn't love it, but he, you know he did what he had to do. 
You know, and he did what he got, he did what he had to do to get on the court. So we have a very undersized Butler team, his whole almost his whole career there. And he was obviously able to parlay that into at least a foot in the door at the NBA level. Good question. It is. That's a good uh, debate. Yeah, I mean, you know, basketball, basketball, it's it's definitely Sean. I mean. Yeah. But if it was a three-point shootout, I don't know. Now, Sean today, I mean, he'd kick it in from his knee. You know, he'd kick it in off his knees if he wanted to. But, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm talking about Sean as a senior versus Landon as a senior. I mean, it's Sean's shot making now is ridiculous. Just why, you know, just a couple of times I've had a chance to see him work out. It's just like, oh, dear God. I feel like I underachieved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dominic, who is your seventh? Did you say your eighth? Your eighth was Mishawaka Marriott, right? Yeah. Who was your seventh? Who was seventh? your seventh? I had uh, Concordia Lutheran out of, out of Fort Wayne here. Okay. Um, I, they return everybody from last year. Um. Got a nice group of seniors, but the, they're going to be led by obviously a Johnny Washington, who's a yep. junior, um, who will put up big numbers this year. Uh, I think he averaged right around 20, 19, 20 last year as a sophomore, had a 40 point game, uh, a couple of them maybe. Uh, but then Cole Hayworth as well, six foot four, six five lefty who, who can, um, he can, yeah, score it inside. He's strong. He finished above the rim and he's stepping out and shooting a little bit more as well. Um, so yeah, I like Concordia bringing everyone back. I think that's kind of a theme with some of these teams is a lot of these teams are bringing everybody back. No, no seniors from last year, like Norwell and Concordia. And then, um, I think another team we, we mentioned earlier, it was the same way. So maybe Oak Hill or someone like that. So all these guys, well, here, so here's the little known secret for you, Dominique, and even to a certain extent, Kyler, because Kyler wasn't involved with our podcast during the season last year. It seemed like every week we turned around and talked to the teams we talked about, all of them had good junior classes. Right. And, you know, the, the teams that we went on to talk about, the, the teams that were really good last year also had seniors. But even like, you, know, you look at Carmel, you look at, you look at Westfield, you know, with, with Romack, I mean, their junior class maybe isn't as deep as some of these, but, but they did have some contributions obviously from Romack, but, but you look at um, Cathedral, you know, Chesterton. I mean, Chesterton was, you know, was a, a good – Chesterton was odd because it was a mix of seniors and sophomores. Uh, Cathedral, definitely. You know, Lawrence North. Um, yeah, probably not them because they had they had C.J. Go, And then they had um, kind of younger guys that were still kind of making their way. But Ben Davis. Um, Another one. Ben Davis, definitely. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, Lawrence Central. Those, yeah. Those teams that were getting over the hump also had the senior class, but there were fewer of those teams. And we kept saying that this was going to be a wide open, 2023 was going to be a wide open year. And I still think that. Um, but as we get into the foray, obviously some of the names are going to be familiar. But yeah, all these teams had really good underclassmen, you know, Oak Hill, Norwell. You know, you talked about, you know, you, you brought up Concordia. Um, even a couple teams I've referred to, even like McConaughey had good juniors. And, you know, we're going to get to some more names, some more teams at the top that had a bunch of good juniors last year. And that's kind of where we're going with it. And um, 
Kyler, who was your seventh? My seventh? Uh, I'm not going to roll on the dice here a little bit, but I'm going to go with Heritage Hills. Um, okay. uh, last year, went 14-10. and 10. Uh, Lost to Gibson Southern in the sectional first round. But I, I think the 2025 step up this year, and obviously the big name there is Trent Sisley. Um, arguably one of the well, – easily one of the best players in the state. I, I think he's going to help carry them um, to a sectional run this year. Uh, I assume they'll probably meet uh, North Davies, who we'll get – I'll get – I'm sure we'll all get to here in a little bit, but right. um, meet them in the sectional finals. But, I mean, I like him, Marcus Betcher. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a nice senior leader for them, but I think it comes down to those sophomores with Sisley, um, Colton Hoff, and uh, Hunter Meredith. I think that's his last name, but uh, yeah, I really liked them this year, and I think they're going to see some major improvements from them. You know, I think the the, the uptick in guard play is what's going to have to change for them, uh, and a lot of it is an experience. Um, but in the past, even with Sisley's older brother, as good as some of those names were, especially Becker's older brother Murray, it, just the, the guard play and being able to handle pressure game after game after game, and you know, eventually it kind of broke and. You know, just you know, Trent may be a more impactful player than even his brother was. Um, they're different players, right? Yeah, very. Um, but I kind of looked at them as kind of a year away. But but you know, again, anytime you get the best player on the floor, we're going to get to that when we get to the, <laughs> the four A stuff. Anytime you get the best player on the floor, uh, you know, you you've got a chance, and and I would imagine on. Heritage Hills schedule, even in the sex, even in the state tournament, uh, he's probably going to be the most talented player on the floor. We've not named. I don't. I'm looking at my list. I don't see anybody's name on there better than him. Um, at three A level, no, no. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just wonder what else they're going to have to go with him right now. Um, they, they may be your way in that regard, but um, my seventh is Garen Catholic. And again, I think guard play, big deal. They, they do lose their, their best player from last year, uh, Grissom. Uh, but they, they returned kind of everybody else. Robert Sorensen is had a tremendous summer. He's an outstanding shooter. He's just kind of a stone-cold killer out there as well as he shoots the ball. Uh, Lucas Parker is another, is another shooter from there. He transferred in last year from Carmel. They got another Carmel transfer this year, Dylan Moran, 6'7", probably even maybe close to 6'8 now, uh, forward from, from, like I said, from Carmel, he's a junior. He should definitely give them, um, give them a little bit of added, he'll definitely give them a little bit of added length. He's more of a slasher, not necessarily a post player, but he'll be great in their motion offense. Uh, the other two guards, Camilla Chandler and Jack Cherry, uh, both are excellent. Uh, Cherry's an excellent shooter. Camilla is a really good, good ball handler. He'll be able to handle it and take some pressure off of Sorensen. Uh, they'll have Matt Holba's little brother, who's looks who's more of a football player than a basketball player, but he rebounds well, he screens well, uh, he does a lot of dirty work out there for them, and you know so he he's going to give them a little bit of bulk, and I would imagine he'll start if he's you know if he's in basketball shape, I'll imagine he'll start in one of these guys I named, maybe come off the bench. I could see Chandler maybe coming off the bench for them, but but he would be a spark plug off the bench, but. Um. Yeah, Garen. I just and I love the way they're coached. I love they. They're, I'm a you know I'm a, I'm a motionist. Now. They run a lot of motion, man to man team. Um, they're extremely hard to guard. But um, Moran's looked really good in the fall league too. Yeah, I mean, and really, good. 
and Sorensen just—I mean, that kid—he—he he just remind he just—he's small. I mean, their guards are small. That's going to be their one thing. Um, and I don't know. There, there doesn't seem to be a lot of size. You know, I could see them coming up against teams that are a little bit more physical than they are. Uh, but but they'll have the year to figure that out, right? Um, Dominique, we we got to your seventh, right? That was Concordia. Yep, Concordia. All right, I'll 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 start number six. My sixth is North Davies. Uh, you know they're defending two A state champs. One A. One A. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're defending yeah. one A state. <laughs> they got moved to two A. And they said, no, screw that. We're going to 3A. Uh, I, I tend to think, we talked about this a lot in real time. I tend to think that they are, um, they were sectional hopping. I, I think that they were, I think they were ducking Brownstown and, and Linton. I don't care. I know they beat Linton during the regular season to get that. Um, they don't love playing each other. I don't think there's any ill will there. I don't know. Other than, I mean, certainly rivalry-wise, there, there probably is. I know that um, Linton took a lot of crap for holding the ball against North Davies. You know what? It takes two to tango. If Linton was holding it, that meant North Davies was staring at him. Um, it was bad. I, it was bad. I think, I a, lot, I think a lot of Coach Dalrymple, I, he, he's been very successful down there. Um. I mean, the, the, the rules obviously allow teams to move up in class. Uh, I, I just kind of think that 3A down south is pretty weak overall. Um, and, I, and I think that it's weaker than 2A, and I think they're, they're a little sectional shopping. And I, and I think that they looked at their best way to get as far into March as they could. And it's a no-lose situation for them, right? Agree. Exactly. They move up. They get beat. They say, you know what? Hey, we tried to take the toughest challenge we could have. They should have moved to 4A, right? <laughs> I mean, relax. You don't, on have that. To agree, you don't have to agree with me. No, I, I agree. I do. I've, I've, I'm on the same page ever I since mean, that. Really, ever since that news came out. If you really want the challenge, right? Go to 4A. Man, don't, don't take. I mean, it's the path of least resistance, at least given the sectional. I mean, now look, they still ended up. Hold on. I think they're in Heritage Hills as a section, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, they but they weren't but they weren't supposed to be in Heritage Hills as a section. Hold on a second. Let me get where's my stupid screen at? Um like Heritage Hills wasn't in that sectional last year. Were they not? What were they? No, I don't think so. Well, they lost to Gibson Southern last year. I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, that would have been sectional. That would have been sectional 32. Would it not? I thought it was 31. Hold on. Hold on. By the way, we're using. Well, I'm using John Harold's website. So when I look at the stuff, shout out to him. <laughs> just to give him credit. <laughs> Thank you for everything you do. I mean, last year he was – last year's sectional winners were Lawrenceburg – no, wait, 2A, 2A. No, 3A. 
Last year's sectional winner were Lawrenceburg, North Harrison, Sullivan, and Evansville Bossy. They were in Evansville Bossy sectional, so they were in sectional 32 last year. So when they moved, so when that is right, North, when North Davies moved up to two, 3A, I don't think they anticipated Heritage Hills being moved over, moved over to, to, to sectional 31. Sullivan also, quit doing that. What's it doing? Uh, there's some navigation glitches with Mr. Harold's website. And so on. Didn't Sullivan move down to 2A? Yeah, Sullivan moved down to 2A. Now, they don't have as much coming back as they did. You know, they don't have as much as they did last year. They're not going to be as imposing. But but without question, Sullivan moved to 2A. Brownstown Central moved to 2A. I think they thought they were walking into sectional 31 as, as a heavy favorite. And then, boom, right there's Trent Sisley, who is going to be the most talented player in that sectional. And do, do they even have any size to match up with Sicily? I mean, not. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of double teaming not, with them. I mean, they've got. I mean, they're. I mean, Brandon Sickles. I mean, they've they've got a couple other six five kids that they. That, I mean, for the most part, they were five guards last year. And I don't think that. You can get away yeah, with think, that in two way too. And or I know his ration. I know the public rationale was: look, we get a chance to play sectionals in the, in the Hatchet House, and blah blah blah. It's a great thing for our kids, and et cetera and so forth. I, I'm going to bet they didn't think Heritage Hills would be right there. That's a pretty good uh, assumption. I'll take that I bet. Mean, yeah, I mean, they're I not. Know, I might get. I might get some hate mail on that, but we'll see. They're not playing in the Hatchet House, though, are they? Isn't that sectional at Washington? I thought it came out that it wasn't this year. Oh, really? That could be. Was it the Southridge? Could I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure I thought I saw that. You know what? I haven't even looked at the sectional assignments yet. That's too far away from me. <laughs> That's I'd, one month. I'd, I'd take it one month at a time. I'll, I'll know where that's at when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to, you know, I like to be informed. <laughs> sectionals does it say where the sectionals are hold a second I, I don't get the whole I was trying to find that too I couldn't I know I haven't figured out I haven't figured out the IHSA's new website now I'm all in, I'm all intrigued about this potential North Davies and Heritage Hills matchup in sectionals I might have to make circle that one if that happens well I mean, yeah I mean it, you know you know it's going to be Normally, you know, back you know, there, there would have been a time that would have been a hell of a section. Washington would have been good. Vincent Lincoln would have been good. You know, those are two schools that dominated sectional plays in, in one class basketball back in the day because those were the big schools. You know, those were the – they each had their own sectional. It just shows you what, what's changed. Like, where's – I miss their – old website <laughs> I missed their old website where's where's the um, we're swimming here where's their stupid thing at here used to like like they had blog posts or something winter uh, I don't know boys basketball 
Let me show where sections are. Here we go, maybe. I don't know. But here we go. This girl's a girl. Put on the boys. Boys, 3A, Southridge. Wow, that took way too long. <laughs> Confirmed. Good call, Dominique. Confirmed. It's in Southridge, not Washington. I'm going to guess the regionals are at Washington. The regionals are not. Wait. Yeah, they are. Regionals are at Washington. Pretty sure they got a transfer, too, from, from Washington. North Davies. Yeah. Shooter, if I'm not mistaken. A nice shooter off the bench. And that's the part of the state that complains the most about transfers <laughs> in other parts of the state. Yeah. If you read if you read message boards, it's it's comical. I was um, in the middle of it at the state finals, actually. Uh, a few years back when Bar Reeve played uh Blackhawk Christian. Oh yeah. And then the next couple of years, Bar Reeve gets a Nice Division One transfer from Forest Park. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, and I don't mind it. I mean, it's look, it is what it is. It's, but yeah, that that part of the state. Again, we're talking about from a fan perspective, and I don't know what the coaches think, but from a fan perspective, that part of the state constantly complains about other parts of the state transfers, and it's just like, come on, people. Anyway. All right, who else? Who Dominic? Who'd you have at six? I had North Davies as well. There we go, Kylie. Yeah. Who'd you have at six? I got Culver Academy. Uh, okay. Like like we mentioned, I'm, I'm a big fan of them. Um, I think they're a sleeper team. I would I would I would think that they win their sectional. Um, maybe Tippecanoe Valley would give them a little bit of uh, a run. They should be they should have a pretty good team this year. But you know, big yeah, I've been a big Cooper Farrell fan. Big, uh, big Farrell fan uh, ever since his freshman year. Um, I think he's a great player, and I, I just like this Culver Academy team. Uh, I think Tippy Canoe's in there with Northwood, aren't they? Sectional 18, um, I got pulled up as uh, Tippy Canoe Valley, Knox, John Glenn, Culver Academy. Yeah. And oh, they got moved. I thought, I thought they yeah. were in last year. They might have been. Okay. Well, yeah, Glenn will be good. I mean, I don't – I got some news for you, Dominique, by the way. Uh, Grant Leaper is playing basketball, so. He is? Yep. That was – There we go. We, we got a reversal on that note. Okay. <laughs> breaking news? Well, I don't know if it's breaking news. I mean, he's been practicing since last Monday, so <laughs> – <laughs> I just know it was a big deal when it was announced that he wasn't playing basketball. And it kind of, I mean, I guess it kind of made sense, but I don't know. There, there's been some guys in that Fort Wayne area who have given up on basketball um, to focus on football. Yeah. Oddly enough, two guys that played for me and both regretted it. And both one played college basketball despite focusing on football. And the other one uh, went to Notre Dame and, and retired after two years and wanted to pursue basketball uh, either as a, as, as a walk-on at Notre Dame, but he turned down Missouri Valley scholarships. So I, it was just there's a football element at Fort Wayne that I just, I don't know. I don't I suppose they have some guys that have, I mean, I, I, they do have some guys that have done well, but 
them trying to constantly tell kids to quit quit basketball. It's just I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't like high school football, so I don't care. Um. Um. Dominic, who was your wait? Who was your sixth? You said North Davies. North Davies. Oh, Kyler was the one that had Culver Academy. Yep. Any other names that any other names that I didn't mention? Or Culver? Yeah, Kyler. No, I mean those the three the uh, Fola, Cooper, and Thomas were the names that I had kind of highlighted there. So I'll, I'll be curious to you know. see how Culver, you know, after those guys kind of leave, they leave. I'm curious to see where Culver will be at next year. Yeah, I, like I said, it's just a tough environment. I, I think it's yeah. it's a beautiful place. It would be easy to go up there and just completely fall in love with it. I don't know, you know, when they were pulling in guys from overseas. I mean, because Culver's an attractive school, especially if you live live in a different part of the country or live in a different part of the world and, you know, want an outstanding college prep, you know, prep course, you know, preparatory course. Um but it, um, you know, landing specifically, specifically landing basketball players is another, another thing altogether. Kyler, who'd you have at five? So I had North Davies, just uh, one spot ahead of you guys. Uh, okay. I know we, we just did an extended conversation with them, but I just feel like overall they, they just got a lot to prove this year, I think, too. Um, they want to prove that they compete at this level, and, you know, they do have the talent with Jalen Mullen and the Wilson brothers. Uh, I mean, to do so, but, you know, after that extended talk, I am circling uh, potential Heritage Hills in North Davies meeting well, in section. Be, and let's be real clear on something here. As much as, as much shade as we're throwing their way, obviously we all think they're going to be good. Yes. So let's, you know, let's don't bury the lead here. Um, critical decisions aside, we still think they got a chance to be pretty good. Uh, I remains to be seen how they would do game in and game out. Um, against some of the better 3A schools. The issue is they may not run into any of them until <laughs> until they get to uh, until they get to the semi-state. I don't know. I have to dig deeper into what that I means. Southern Indiana at the 3A level is just not outstandingly strong. I mean, I got some other names, you know, some other teams that we can – I'll throw in at the end here. But they all had major losses or – or they're going to be young. Basically, it's just there's not a lot. Of, I mean, I don't have any other Southern Indiana team. They're the only Southern Indiana team in my top ten. I've got Burbuff at five. Uh, two seniors, Cam Freeman, Merrick Macalusu, Luso, sorry. Uh, but then two juniors that I think will be really – I mean, they got a lot to replace in Billy Smith graduating, a lot to replace. He had a tremendous – senior season uh he's a freshman now at miami of ohio um looking out hanging out with his dad this sunday for the miami of ohio indiana game uh it's going to be a fun day um but evan evan haywood reese butcher uh should really step up those should those two guys and, and freeman especially should step up statistically Macaluso should is just a really good role player, a good glue guy. Um, he'll fight and claw for everything. But those guys under Grunst and, and before them with Todd Howard be really good defensively. And they'll be really physical. And, and they're going to have to have some people step up and provide some depth. And 
And that's a part of the roster I don't know much about yet. And, you know, there's going to be, um, you know, there's, there's going to be some other names there too, that'll have a chance to step up because they did lose a lot of seniors, but I've got, I've got Burbuff at number five. I was gonna say I had Burbuff, uh, in my top 10 and I did a little more digging. I saw they lost their top six players and that scared me there. So I took them out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, it's just, you know, the, the talent, it's, it's, it's weird. They, they've had this class in 2024 that they've been targeting for a while. And it is deeper than just those two names, but those are going to be the two names specifically Haywood and Butcher that, that really provide, you know, the, the should provide the biggest uptick in production. Um, but you know, they're they're they got to prove it, you know. And I and I we've seen enough. I've seen enough of them. I think they can. I but I also think that they'll defend at a high level. Cam Freeman had a heck of a summer. Uh, Macaluso, if he can, if he's healthy, will will be really good for them. He was good in the fall league as well. Um, and there are guys that put a lot of work in their game you know, during the offseason. Dominique, who was your fifth? Went with Norwell at five. Okay. Um, everybody back from a 22 and five sectional championship team, obviously led by Luke McBride, who's committed to Bethel. Um, but they just play really well as a team. I think they've been playing together since really young, and um, you know. Obviously, the guys are getting are a year older now, and um, they don't have a ton of size as far as height and things like that, but they move the ball really well. They all can shoot it really well. Um, plus, Coach McBride was my coach at one, in, at the top 100 way back when, so got him at number five. Nice. Kyler, who'd you have at four? I got Connorsville um, at number four. They had a very early exit in the state tournament last year. Um, but they bring back a lot of production, uh, mainly, you know, their top two scores in Lucas Barron and Josh Williams. Uh, so they're expected to have some big senior seasons, um, you know, and they're going to be a really good defensive team, I feel like. And I feel like they, again, want to, you know, prove that last year's fluke a little bit, you know, them losing early. And I feel like they're going to have, you know, a lot more success come, you know, sectional time. You know, I, I think Greensburg would probably give them the biggest fit in sectional 29. Um if I had to guess, but I, I really like what they're bringing back in Connors, Connorsville. Yeah, they, they'll definitely defend. No question about it. Yes. How many coups your fourth? That's where I had Culver Academy. Yeah, Culver fourth. Okay, so we all we all like Culver there, yep. at least in that ballpark. Uh, my fourth is Newcastle. Uh, two guys that returned for them production-wise. Gavin Welch, obviously their, their main guy back. Uh, committed to Barry Division II school down in Florida. Dawson Scott, also a senior, is probably their best re- – well, along with Gavin, they're one of their better rebounders last year. Uh, a guard, they, they definitely expect a lot out of. Colin Taylor is a junior guard and then – and who's – should you know, I mean, he's going to definitely have a bigger role this year. And then Ethan Hinton, who has sort of um, – sort of teased his way in and out of the varsity level for the last two years. A good, good outside shooter plays really hard, super long. I mean, about six, one, but super, super long. 
and you know, a kid that is an excellent defender for them. I think if he can get clean looks, he's a, he can be a good shooter for them. Um, and I, I just, you know, there's a chance it's, it's probably the best team they've had there in a while. Um, you know, Newcastle for a while would always turn out really good teams. They were state champion back in 2006, I want to say. I don't think – I think that was – I think they won it Zach's junior year um, and then didn't win it his senior year. I can't – I'd have to go back and look. They definitely won it in that, in that ballpark. Um, but, um, you know, this is their best – probably their best group they've had for a, long, for a little bit, man. I don't know if it's their best team since then, but it's definitely one of their top groups here in the last four or five years. Kyler, who was your fourth? That was Connorsville. That was Connorsville, and then we and then we got Culver for for Dominique. I'll go. I'll go with my third since it's already been a team mentioned. Norwell, uh, like like Dominique said, Luke McBride, Coach McBride's son, has been a. This will be his fourth year as a starter. Him and Jake Parker, Leighton Bailey, all three of those kids have been varsity contributors to at the very least since their freshman year. Uh, last year they were excellent. They don't. Re- they didn't graduate anybody. Something Dominique already mentioned, and I touched on a little bit when um, Kyler declared Oak Hill as the runaway sectional champ of sectional twenty three. I'm gonna stick with it. I gotta stick with it at this point. <laughs> you ask me two months, you know, from now, ask me if it's still an easy route. I'm gonna say yes. That cannot be. That can't be your hot take. <laughs> that's just a little. That's a little appetizer to my hot. Take. You're gonna put some parameters. <laughs> Our hot take podcast can't be this team's going to win sectional. This team's going to win. Ah, oh, really? State. I've already got. Yeah, I mean, to get rid of too, one of mine. Yeah, you got to get. Man, the I thought yeah, I had a good one with that. Yeah, I need to. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, definitely not sectionals. I mean, I think if you got something weird, like you can't be like, yeah, Cathedral's going to win four A state championship. Okay, well, not really no. a hot take, but <laughs> that's a given. We need to get prepared to rat, be razzing each other for that podcast. Um, <laughs> who was your third, Dominique? That's where I had Garen Catholic. Oh, really? Okay. So you like him better than me. Uh, that's where I had him. I I just think. And that's fine. And that's fine. I don't, I just, you yeah. know, I'm the one that knows all their transfers and stuff. So I was like, well, they well, got I, this kid, they got that kid. I had, what's his name down on my list? Uh, pull it back up. Dylan Moran's from Carmel. I had him down. Yeah. I know they, they turned three, returned three of their top four scores back. Um, and then just like, like you said, you know, they run the motion offense and well coached. It just seems like they're always hard to be like Silver Creek had their, you know, big, big time, you know, Trey Kaufman, Cooper Jacoby and, and Garen Catholic almost beat them uh in the was it the regional or semi-state mm-hmm. um so it just seems like semi-state. they're all, yeah they're just real well coached always hard to beat so like well, i didn't end up going to any games that year which i ended up watching them on i ended up watching them online yeah i think like we all did <laughs> family no well no we had was that was that 2020 nice things about being that's one of the nice things about being media we were no, I was getting. We were getting into games. Zach and Zach and I were getting. We only got turned away at one school, and and I think I was effectively able to get that overturned on Twitter. Um, it's one of those things where you can kind of call somebody out while still maybe being a little bit professional about it. Be like, come on, man, let's go. This is yeah, you know, 
we're not, we're, not, we're, not we're not the Indianapolis star, but we got to figure it out. Um, who was your third, Kyler? Uh, my third, um, I got Mishawaka Marriott. Um, I know okay. we talked about a little, but I mean, I really like that group coming back with Sullivan and, uh, um, you know, they got a taste of being the runner up last year. I, I think they're on a mission this year to get, you know, to finally finish their goals. Um, we'll likely meet Culver Academy and regional again, like they did last year. And, um, I think they have slightly the more talent to get past Culver. Um, I, I think they have a real chance at making it back to the state championship this year. All right, stick stick with you, Kyler. Who is number two? I got Northwood. Um, yep, me too. Probably the most complete, arguably maybe the most complete team. Um, would say you know you got Cade Brenner, who's a junior all star last year. Uh, you got the Rash brothers, who um, you know are going to be big contributors. Uh, Ethan Wolf, another guy, or is it Wolfie? I, I, Wolfie. I guess that's how you pronounce his last name, but uh, Wolfie. I, they got, they just, I mean, they just got a complete team, honestly. Um, they got some guys that can score the ball, and, you know, they had a 25 and three season last year. So I would expect them to be right around there as well. Ooh, that, that was my number two as well. And Dominic, who'd you have at two? That's where I had Connorsville at, number two. So then you had Northwood at one? I had Northwood at one. Okay. So then my number one's Connorsville. Uh, Lucas Barron, Josh Williams, James Williams, Braxton Myers. Those are the four main guys coming back. Um, you know they're gonna have to re- they're gonna have to replace pretty pretty good point guard play. Um, but um, you know my my faith in in um, Terry Brown is unshaken, even though. Uh, even though they took one on the chin early last year, I was shocked to see that. He's one of the best coaches in the state. And um, we joke every now and then he says I should come coach with him. And I'm like, well, I got to be in charge of the offense because, you know, sometimes these games in the forties get a little, I get a little sleepy, but, but he <laughs> wins, you know, and uh, he's, uh, he, he's a good, he's a good hang. He's a good dude to talk with. And I, I love the way they, I love the way his teams play. Typically, they overachieve. Last year, they underachieved. I don't think that's going to happen again. I'm not predicting a state championship necessarily out of the gate, but but uh, they'll be physical. You seen them play, Dominique? Uh, just online a little bit. Just online, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a different level watching. I mean, I love that these games are online. I love that we have access to stuff, but it, it underscores the, the – can't completely rely on it. And I'm not looking, you live two hours away from Connorsville, probably even further than that. Yeah. Um, not an easy, it's not an easy reach for you to drive. Everything's close for me. Although Kyler lives in Fishers now too. He lives in Fishers. So everything's yeah. kind of close for him, but um, they're just a physical team and they don't, they don't tend to make mistakes. Um. I think they played Lawrence North pretty tough uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. Maybe it was Avance and them senior year. Yeah. I think it was at Connorsville potentially. And then I think last year, I think CJ Gunn hit a uh, game winner to beat them at Lawrence North, I believe. So, you know, and they're just, they, they always hang around. They're, they're never really out of it. 
you know, Josh Williams is super long, has good instincts. Sometimes he gambles a little bit too much. But then his brother, James, who is, I mean, he's just an outstanding defender. And he is a, an annoying SOB on the court. And he, he gets stuff done. And he doesn't have his brother's offensive skill. But, you know, both those guys, those are Matt Howard's nephews, by the way. You didn't know that already. Um, both hardworking kids. And, and Lucas Barron has, has been a kid that's developed. And, and, and Braxton Myers, too, is a kid that should step into a bigger role this year. But So, Kyler, your number one was who? Um, my number one's going to be Garen Catholic. Oh, wow. Go. Jeez. I'm gonna go with that. I thought I'd have Garen Catholic the, the highest of the three. <laughs> the no, that's why I kind of I kind of laughed when you mentioned him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm on the Dylan Moran's uh, bandwagon. Uh, I really yeah. like him um, a lot. And I like I really liked what I saw in the fall league. Um, I, I think they've got a squad this year, and uh, they're like you know Dominic mentioned they're always tough to beat, and I think that's gonna be the case this year. I, I like them to make it to the state championship. Who knew I was the one underrating Gary Catholic, huh? <laughs> Who knew? Other names didn't make my top 10. I think I had 10 teams that didn't make my top 10. Glenn, John Glenn, North Harrison, Leo, Evansville, Bossy, McConaughey. We talked about them a little bit. Evansville Royal, I think will be, we talked about teams that were like Bossy is a team that lost a lot, even though they got Tyree Howe back. Evansville Memorial. They got talented kids, but they're young. Uh, Tippecanoe Valley, we talked about them a little bit. And then also South Bend, Washington, Heritage Hills, Fort Wayne, Concordia. Dominique, any teams, any teams get mentioned that you didn't, that you had on a list? I think, I think we all had the top 10 or some order or another, other than Bishop Chatard, maybe. I didn't have Norwell. Beach Grove. I had them. Yeah, on. Beach Grove. Yeah. Um, Man, I, I thought you'd have Concordia up there in your top ten. I know you love some of Johnny Washington there. I do love, I do love me some Johnny Washington. Um, yeah, I just didn't know much about the the, the yeah. beyond their top two dudes, and, that, and that's why it's nice to have people from different parts of the state involved with the website. And you know, the, you know, the flip side of that is like Zach, who isn't who isn't part of our preview stuff because he doesn't really know much about anything else beyond you know, beyond the, you know, really south of Kokomo. And he, he admits it. I mean, he's just, yeah, he's pretty hyper-focused on that. And, you know, he, he does some little bit of scouting too for a couple of different colleges where he's able to get the games and be an extra set of eyes for them. And, and um, you know, and plus when you got, I mean, you know, you got kids, sometimes it's not easy getting, you know, it's not easy getting too far from home. That's why we're glad to have you, Dominique. Yeah. <laughs> you get to be. You're more than out, welcome to travel other parts of the state, but it's good to have a guy in the northeast part that can get those get the more games. But uh, Tyler, anybody we didn't anybody else on your list uh, like that make the top ten that at least should be maybe thrown out there? Um, I mean, we mentioned quite a bit of them. Looking back, I, I kind of wish I would have put Norwell in there. Um, I don't know, probably in between the 10 to 8 range for me. Um, but Beach Grove was another one. Uh, I was a little just skeptical of them like, just because, you know, the coaching situation, the Anthony Ball situation. I just 
I didn't know. I mean, out of respect, I feel like I could have put them in the top 10, but those were really the two teams that uh, just kind of stick, stick out to me that I didn't have in there. I, I, didn't have, I didn't even have in my next group. I mean, I, I, it's tough not having the defending champ Yeah, in your top teams, but there's just been so much turnover and, and turmoil. And when you look at how they were successful last year, everything revolved through ball. And, Especially the state championship. And, and, and I would say there were a couple of kids that probably didn't have the kind of year I thought they were going to have. Still contributed. But, I mean, I definitely had Beach Grove top three or four last year. I'd have to go back and look at my notes. But, but I, you know, was – and I thought there were times where they kind of underachieved last year. And then, of course, they put it all together. But, you know, Ball's got a lot to prove consistent you know with his consistency and you know that showed in times of beach grove i mean there were times where he would bail out on possession especially the defensive end of the floor obviously he'd make some great plays defensively um and if the you know when the game was on the line he would you know he definitely would be engaged you know in the state tournament you got to be engaged or you're, you're going to go home and that's the kind of output he, he could give but I mean, it's so much revolved around him, and I, I think just not having him is going to impact him on both ends of the floor. I did have a couple other ones, Jim. I wanted to mention. Yeah, go don't, for it. Don't have a lot to expand on, but just the name of the teams I had: uh, Yorktown, yeah, on there, Peru, and then I did have Heritage Christian down with, uh, I think, with Miles Colvin. I think, like I said. Hasn't won a lot at the two-way level, hasn't won a lot in general, but with him on the court, he's going to be the best player on the floor. 90, yeah, that's, you know, those type of things. So I just had to mention them as well. That part's valid. Certainly the best talent, the best talent on the floor. Yeah. Most games. But, yeah, they, I mean, they couldn't get it done in 2A. I, I find it, you know, it's going to be – they're going to have to prove it at the 3A right. level before I get too deep into the weeds yeah. with that, so – all right, guys, well, we're going to cut this off here. We're going to take a quick break uh, in real time. Uh, we're going to shut we'll shut down this pod if you're listening to it on, on you know, Spotify or on Apple, which is where 99% of our <laughs> listening ship, listenership is. Um, so you guys uh, listen, flip over to one of the other podcasts for, for one of the other classes, and we'll be recording there. So, Kyler, Dominique, great job on the 3A stuff, and we'll – We'll see you in the 4A and, and the other the other classes as well. Sounds good. Yeah.